staying all night long. Freedom, freedom, freedom. All day and all night long. Freedom, freedom, freedom. All day and all night long. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Thank you. 
Common Thread Collective. This is Roman Reimer. I'm sitting in for uh, Global Val and Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave will be joining us in a little bit. And I'm here with uh, Reynaldo Ricketts. Thank you so much for coming in. Hey, it's a pleasure being here. It's, uh, it's been a while, but I'm um, glad to be back. Yeah. Glad to be back. Feels good. Cool. Well, please uh, let us know what, what you're up to. Yeah, well, um, as of in two weeks, I'm going to be in Holland mm-hmm. representing the people of West Papua New Guinea. And um, these people are um, have been fighting against the invasion by by an evil force. Hmm. <laughs> you know, and and these in, in nineteen sixty nine they were invaded by the Indonesian army and which is against the UN Charter. Uh, about uh, the sovereignty of nation, mm-hmm. and the UN did nothing about it, and they have been invaded, oh. you know, for now for over forty-five years, and the UN has done nothing about it, and they are massacring and killing these people, and they, it's it's virtual slavery. Yeah, you could say. You know, they're under the gun of the Indonesian army. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to do in Holland is that I'm going to represent these people at, at uh, various forums in Holland. You know, June the 1st is when I leave. Okay. Yes. Wow. And, um, that, and what I'm basically I'm here to do is spread mm-hmm. the word about this. Yes, yes. Because a lot of people don't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't about this. About this. A lot of people in the world don't even know that there's this conflict. Yes. That's been going on since 1969. Yes. Can you talk about the history and of that? Yes. And what, what what has happened is that there's there are minerals mm-hmm. in West Papua. There are minerals in West Papua of gold. And very valuable minerals that the West needs. Australia is in conjunction with the United States and England, mm-hmm. and these are the people. These are the people, you know, that that pushed Indonesia to invade these people to exploit the minerals. Mm. And this, this is this is global, mm-hmm. everywhere: Brazil, Central, South America. The same thing is global, wherever the, the gold and the minerals are, you know. South Africa. Yeah. I mean, what, the same thing with South Africa. 
you know, these people were exploited for minerals mm. and enslaved in their own country. Mm -hmm. And then the Europeans turned around one day and said, hey, you know what? We're going to give you the right to vote in your own country where <laughs> you were born, but we are going to anoint you with these rights mm -hmm. to vote in a country that we created in your country in the invasion. <laughs> Jeez. Whoa. It's like, wait a minute. When do they stop? Yeah. <laughs> when do they stop with this kind of stuff? You know? When do they stop? It's, you know, it's it's like circular logic. Yes, yes. You know, it's like some coded circular logic mm -hmm. that they do. And what you have in West Papua is um, you, you, you have behind the entire scenario, you have the European market. It's behind the invasion by the Indonesian mm -hmm. that enslaved these people. And it's, it's a pity that the voice, yes, the voice of the world have not united more. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's on the internet. Yeah. It's on the internet. I mean, all you have to do is just what which, whichever word you want to write in on the internet. You know, the invasion. And it's there of West Papua. Yes, yes. You know, and what the Indonesians have done. <sighs> the Indonesian invasion. You know, these people have been virtual slaves in their own land. What it is, is just another invasion that's going on in the 21st century. Yep. It's still happening. One of many. These things are still happening around the world today. Yes, yes. Yeah, and behind all these things are the bankers. Oh, yeah. And then when you, you go back in history and all you see, the people that make wars... The people that they claim to end wars are always the bankers. Mm -hmm. Why is it that they all kept their money in the same Swiss bank during World War II? Like, all of them. Be caught. The Nazis had their money in the same bank. Yeah. The U.S. had their money in the same bank. Yep. Why is all okay? But our money is safe over here. It's banking. Mm -hmm. What runs the world is banking not ideology mm -hmm. you know ideology is like philosophy yeah and they don't live it yes and those are ideologies but banking runs the world you know you read you read marx he talks about it's it's money exchange yes Everything is money exchange and commodity. Mm -hmm. People are commodities. Yes. You know, Africans were the first commodity, you know, in the Western Hemisphere. You know, they were, it was a commodity. New York Stock Exchange started yes. with the exchanging of slaves. Yeah. It's commodity. So all these things are banking. Mm -hmm. well, so if you trace your genealogy through banking, then those are your ancestors are bankers. Yeah. Everything same. is banking. Yeah, same with like with prison, and the prison industrial complex. It's exactly. just profiting off people. The same thing. It's a it's an industry. It's a slavery, mm -hmm. yeah, and it promotes itself. Yes. So how do we how do we stop it and how do we change how it? Do we stop it. We know you. We we you have to enlighten people mm -hmm. because people don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You enlighten people. 
you know, that's why we are here. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes over the years and people listen. Yes. And people listen and then people read. Yes, yes. Read and we have what, the technology today, more <laughs> information is available to the public. Yes, yeah. Easy access. And it's our job on this planet is to inform people of what is going on. Mm. You know, and how all these people that manipulate everything mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. They're, these are deals. Yes. Business deals. You know, just like in Bangladesh, you know, when, when a thousand women, you know, when the buildings collapse, mm-hmm. you know, and... And and what it is, Walmart, <laughs> one of the the biggest, the, the biggest, <laughs> yeah, you know, mega mega institute, you know, of servitude, mm-hmm. you know, that these people make, these people make like a dollar a day, thirty five dollars a month, mm-hmm. and. A dozen ain't cost a dollar. <laughs> yeah. This the exploitation. Yes. The exploitation industry. You know, the Walmarts. These, these, these people are slavers. Yes. You know, these people live in virtual slavery. That is slavery. It's yeah. like, well, what other job? What, what else are you going to do? We're bringing in work. We're bringing in... No, you're not. You're bringing Mm-mm. in enslavement. Mm-mm. Yeah. They have to go there in order to eat. Survive. They don't have a choice. Yeah. But to make $35 a month. Yeah. This is what they're making because Walmart said so. Mm. These people are gods. These people, these people need to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, these people need to go. Just like how we got rid of our police chief. Yep. Yep. <laughs> people like that. But, but, but enough people, enough people do enough protests. These people will go. Yes. These people can go. Yes. The yeah. police chief, we saw it with him. Next is the mayor. Yep. <laughs> yep. Line them up. There's Next a lot of folks. Next is the mayor. He's going to. Yes. He's going to. They should all go in twos. Maybe some in threes. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Buddy up. They should all go. Yes, yes, yes. If enough people in the world get together, yes. we can unite for justice. Yes, absolutely. We can unite for humanity. Mm-hmm. What are we about? We're humans. Yes. You know, so we can unite for humanity. Yes. That's it. Yeah. We get fed up with these people and see how they they can't control all of us. Mm-hmm. And this is what they bank on, controlling mm-hmm. a majority. Yes. It's about control. Yeah, and turning us against each other. Exactly. For no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you look at it, yeah. there's really dirt. There are no reasons. Yeah. There are no reasons, but they want to create reasons of separations. Mm-hmm. They create reasons of separation oh, yeah. to keep people at each other's throats. Yep. Instead and, of instead and, of and aiming it no upwards. Because there are no reasons. They want to create a friction. Yeah, a distraction. A, a distraction in order to maintain control. Yep. <laughs> yep. About the control agency. Yeah. Well, thankfully, people are waking up. Exactly. 
people are getting hipper and people are getting wiser yes in yeah. the world are getting wiser mm-hmm. they're beginning to question that yes they look at people in San Francisco we questioned we questioned this police chief mm-hmm. and we said he should go yes. and enough people got together yes. and the word got out yes. and the mayor said I can't help you <laughs> the last conversation was with well sir, sir what Sir, I'm gone. I cannot help you. <laughs> Sayonara. Yep. Yep. Mr. Police Chief O. Yes. Chief A Hole. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it does provide some uh, some hope that, and then and just the reassurance that when people do come together, that actions things can have make change. Things can happen. Look how look. You remember when they um, they recall Gray Davis? Mm-hmm. You know, for what reason? None. Hmm. There was no reason. He didn't do anything. There was no embezzlement. There was nothing. There was nothing. They, a group of Repugnicans, I call them, <sighs> a group of Repugnicans got together, recalled Gray Davis, and they installed Arnold Swartz and Muscle. <laughs> oh. yeah, I, was, I was not living in California at the time, but I remember <laughs> hearing about that. And just, that's oh. what I call them, Repugnicans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And that's what they that's what they are. Yes. <laughs> and they recall them for no reason. Yep. That's how they roll. Yeah. You know. Oh. Yeah. Well. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to to share? Um. All I'd like to say is that um, and on on the note is that is that I it, it's important it's important that that people around the world and in San Francisco and throughout the United States know mm-hmm. about the plight of the people of West Papua. Yes, yes. Yeah, and that it, it's, it's important that this word gets out because this torture yes. and the slavery of y- these black people yes. is what we're looking at because this is very, very racial. So racial divide Yes, is what, is what we're looking at. Yeah, and that is the real argument: is the racial divide that exists in Indonesia, yeah. West Papua. Are there any organizations or? Oh, um, there are many or, or organizations that that will just the, the Indonesian West Papua against Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Google it. Mm-hmm. Tons. Yes. Hundreds. You know, thousands. You know, of things come up. Okay. You know, it's endless. It's out there. The information is there. Thing is that the is that once you get we get the word out, mm-hmm. and then people start googling and people start looking at things and asking questions. Well, where is you know <laughs> West Papua? Where is that? You yeah, know, a lot of people don't even know where it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, when the country is poor in teaching geography. Yes, <laughs> people, among other things. People don't Maybe just know. at teaching. You know, they just at teaching that. Yeah. You should know this. Well, I never heard of that. You know, like this. I'm like seventy nine percent of the people in the United States didn't know. I never heard of Vietnam when the Vietnam War started. Oh. The Vietnam War was going on, and they beat seventy nine percent of the people in the country had never even heard of. What are they fighting over there? Where are they? Where is that place? I don't know. Is it in China? People didn't know. These were the surveys. The surveys that people didn't know. Yeah. People don't know because they don't teach geography. Oh. <laughs> geography has been wiped out. I don't know how much geography you had in school, but 
<laughs> not enough. Geography, all geography I learned was yeah. on my own. <laughs> yes, yeah. So much of it's just like also just U.S. Right. based. If you if you know one grows up in this country, it's so right. like it's a, so U.S. based in terms of the propaganda and the oh, information yes. or lack of information that's passed yes. down. Yes, and more disinformation yep yep a lot of brainwashing i mean i grew up i grew up in the 80s so i mean i was just fucked from the beginning like i was born in november of 1980 and we all know what happened that month who was elected so i feel now as an adult i recognize a lot of the brainwashing that happened when i was a child and even being raised by parents who are were aware of what was happening and very critical of what was happening Mm -hmm. just the indoctrination indoctrination of children whether through the media or through even public schools of the, the the dare program being like like anti-drug, anti-communist, just anti-gay. So much propaganda is was was taught to kids and still is taught to kids. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Another method of control. Yes. You know, the, the ultimate goal is to control people's thinking. Yes. You know, Big Brother is here. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's not a myth. It's not a conspiracy theory. Nope. It Yes. <laughs> they, we know why they control people. Yes. They control people to enslave them. Yes. <laughs> they enslave people in India. They enslave people. You know, they, they're still doing this shit. Yes. It is still happening. Because it's still happening because maybe not enough of us are aware yeah. of what is going on. Mm-hmm. I think the more the more people become concerned and aware of what is going on, then they unite on that vibe. Yes, yes. They unite on that vibe, definitely. Absolutely. Well, here's to more of that happening. Right. And just and spreading the word. That's what we have to do. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. So yes. I'm, I'm curious to hear about uh, how your time in, in Holland will be. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's, I'm going to have a great time. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be there for about, probably total, maybe about three weeks. Okay. And then when I'm, I have planned to go to Germany. Mm-hmm. Because from what I understand, the Germans have more African artifacts mm-hmm. than Africans. <laughs> yeah. oh. I, I, I thought it was going to be England, right? I thought, oh, England had no. Germany has more African artifacts oh. than exist in Africa. Thousands, thousands of African artifacts of bronze and all this African artwork. Germany has more. These Germans are amazing. So I already have, I already have a train ride to Germany to, to these museums because I've been trying I love museums oh yeah so you. when I go there so I'm going to go to the museums and see these African artifacts that are in Germany <laughs> <laughs> you know and I, then it's part of my trip in the three weeks that I'm thinking about going to Spain mm-hmm. and France yeah you know well, I mean I can understand French and well I speak Spanish. Huh. See. <laughs> well, Spanish is well. Spanish is my first language. Mm-hmm. English is my second language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to learn English. <laughs> oh yeah. When I came to this country, I was young. When I came to this country from Panama. Mm-hmm. So when I came to this country, I learned English is a very difficult language. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know for a fact. You know why? Because I used to teach English. Oh yes. <laughs> English, 
to the English. Yeah. Well, something else about America, too, is just in terms of the lack of languages that are taught in schools. And imagine if we were a a monolingual country, how much more educated and more connected with the rest of the world we would be, or even with with this world. Exactly. You go to Europe, some of the people speak five, six, seven languages. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I can read all the Romance language because they're very similar. You can kind of make make them out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you'll you'll come back and let us oh, know how your oh, trip went. Oh, I will went. definitely let, let you know. I will come back and um, talk to you and Diamond Dave. Yeah, and, please. And I'll tell him yeah. I, if, if if I if I miss him on this trip, I'll see him on another time. And yeah. Tell him I, I did come down and tell him. Oh, yeah. I think he'll be here in a little bit. So yeah. you're also a painter and a writer and just wanted to give you a chance to right. promote your work if there's a place folks can I find it. I can, um, in, what do I, <laughs> Google Ronaldo Ricketts. Okay. And, um, <laughs> um, um, Black Arts in America. Mm-hmm. Also. Yeah, Ronaldo Ricketts, Black Arts in America comes up. Let's Google Ronaldo Ricketts and... Uh, some of the work that I've done, political work and things that I've written, and uh, it's it's all there. Great. A fraction of my life is there. <laughs> so, um, hey man, it was a it was a blast. Yeah, thanks so and much thanks for, for coming in. Me, and I'll definitely come back. Excellent. All right. Cool. Thank you. Great. Well, stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right. back with some more uh, from the Common Thread Collective in just a bit. Mm-hmm. 
welcome back to Common Thread Collective. This is Roman Reimer. I'm sitting in for Global Val and Diamond Dave. And right now we're joined by Ahmed Salah, who has written the book, You Are Under Arrest for Masterminding the Egyptian Revolution. It's a memoir. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, Roman. Thank you very much for having me here. Uh, yes. Um, so I wanted to begin a little bit about your, your history and also you begin the book with uh, talking about your childhood in Cairo and I was hoping you could speak about that a little bit. Well, it's, uh, it was kind of a different time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, life in Egypt was very different. It was much uh, better. Egypt economically was much stronger and uh, people were not uh, suffering as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Hosni Mubarak assumed power, for instance, in yes. 1981, Egypt was ranked number 44 according to the United Nations Development Report. And uh, in the year before we managed to oust him, 2010, uh, Egypt was ranked the 119th country on the same scale, uh, which gives an idea of how much deterioration the country had witnessed under uh, the rule of this uh, dictator yes. who ruled Egypt for three decades. So, of course, uh, there was a necessity to create change, and uh, therefore uh, we uh, resorted to activism. And uh, the story, as you can see it in the book, starts actually with. Uh, the Second Intifada and the invasion of Iraq in the early 2000s, uh, leading to the creation of movements uh, that were active against uh, the rule of this dictator uh, until we managed to overthrow him Mm -hmm. in 2011. So it seems like there's a lot of, it's been, it was like a long time coming, certainly, and I'm curious as to the different movements that led up to to, the, to that revolution in particular? We uh, started in 2003 uh, our first attempt to create a movement that has no political agenda except mm-hmm. for change. Yes. And uh, that, uh, that what we have seen in the brutality of the regime, the Egyptian regime, was protesters against the invasion of Iraq was... Uh, so brutal in an unprecedented way for me by then. Of course, things had gone much worse by now. But at that time, we managed to take the square, Tahrir Square, yes. uh, on uh, uh, March 20th. Mm-hmm. And then there was massive arrests that yes. night. So we managed to retake it the next day, mm-hmm. the 21st despite of incredible security presence, of course, but the number of the protesters was big. But when we were in Tahrir, we managed to take Tahrir, there were calls, probably from agent provocateur, mm-hmm. uh, for the protesters trying to direct them to protest in front of the American embassy. Mm-hmm. I tried to scream to everyone that this doesn't help. Now we've taken Tahrir after so much effort, Let's keep it. Yes, yes. But everybody left, and I actually stood alone in Tahrir. Wow. And uh, I had uh, all these lines of security advancing to me, so I just put my hands behind my back, like showing defiance, and like, you know, uh, putting my shoulders up you know, yes. and stuff. And uh, this, when the lines of the security came, it was like first uh, there were these guys with uh, leashed dogs who were trying to jump on me, uh-huh. and behind them the full gear 
uh, soldiers with, of course, all their helm, you know, uh, tools, mm -hmm. and behind them uh, persons in civilian clothes with uh, chains and like pipes, like metal objects, oh. like very bad. <laughs> so a general like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. Are you stupid or what? And I, I, I used to work for the United Nations at that time, so mm -hmm. I introduced myself as someone who works in the United Nations, yes. and that I am protesting what's happening. So I didn't get arrested. Uh, but uh, they went through me mm -hmm. as if I was just a little pebble on the beach with the waves coming in. And uh, a little later, I realized I am truly the only civilian in the square. Wow. And so I decided to leave because, like, what's the point of standing alone? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I, I started to see, like, what's really going on. So uh, the police managed to isolate different groups in yes. different uh, locations so that they are not one big block mm -hmm. that uh, they are had to handle. And they have been snatching protesters one after the other. And uh, they beat them up very violently with these metal objects until they are completely bleeding and <sighs> losing whatever consciousness they had. Yeah. And then they are, their arms are tied with their clothes because of course they strip them and they have been putting them in piles of bleeding bodies so you don't know if someone is dead uh, someone is uh, severely injured just unconscious people bleeding in piles uh, it was very shocking for me yes yes and uh, it uh, it was a very important mark for many people mm -hmm. that we don't have an enemy outside that is more dangerous than the enemy inside. Yes. We cannot accept to be ruled by an occupation force of the corrupt. Mm -hmm. And uh, we tried to figure out how we should make a stand with this. And so we formed a first movement that unfortunately failed in 2003, but then in 2004, we formed another movement mm -hmm. that had much better success. I see. And it became the uh, first, uh, uh, how do you say, like, uh, you know, crack in I the see. formidable structure of Hosni Mubarak uh, as we had our first protest against Hosni Mubarak in the country, something that was unprecedented. Yes. It was impossible that a dictator is like a semi-god that happened in uh, December 12th, 2004. Okay. And starting from then, we have been extremely active, specifically in trying to bring down uh, that uh, dictatorship. Yes. Of course, things are much worse now, but not due to a failure of the revolution itself. It's due to a failure of the political process mm -hmm. that follows revolutionary actions. The revolutionary actions we managed to do had uh, 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 resulted incredible things. Like yeah. We brought down three very strong regimes. None of them wanted to leave power mm -hmm. within very few years. Yes. Now we are, of course, having a much worse regime. Yes. The dictator, uh, uh, the military dictator, General Sisi, who uh, had illegally seized power in, in Egypt, and it is illegal according to the United States laws is illegal according to international laws and international conventions but because of 
politics, mm -hmm. which has no allegiance to even rules and laws. They can change everything. So they are ignoring this and are treating him as an ally, giving him so much aid, giving mm. him so much weapons, covering up for his crimes. Yes. Uh, this regime in Egypt had been resorting to extreme brutality that had not even been witnessed ever before. Yeah. Conducting direct massacres in addition to the various every day cases of people being tortured to death in various places or just people who disappear yes. because they get kidnapped and killed yes. and buried in some desert. Uh, so uh, it is a very incredibly volatile situation. Mm -hmm. We have heard, I guess, the name of Egypt and Egypt Air frequently on the news in the last couple of days with the MS-804 flight that had disappeared over the Mediterranean. Right. This Egypt Air flight uh, that had disappeared is not the first air incident involving Egypt. This year it is the third so there was that Russian airliner that was blown up on the Sinai Peninsula earlier, and there was a domestic flight in Egypt that had been hijacked into Cyprus. Uh, the, the point is, when you have a regime that is acting against its own people as an occupying military force, mm -hmm. bombing civilian areas, uh, putting explosives in houses and demolishing them even if people would not accept to leave they can die in them uh, the torture the uh, arrests the arbitrary executions the, uh, it is a regime that uh, has been doing these things systematically every day uh, I would like to remind maybe some of the listeners that Recently, a few months ago, mm -hmm. there was a caravan of Mexican tourists in Egypt, and it was bombed by the Egyptian Air Force twice, <sighs> killing several of those tourists, in addition to Egyptians, of course. But mm -hmm. the point is, Egyptians get killed by these air raids every day. Yes. And nobody cares about this, because it comes with the pretense that it is to fight the Islamists. Mm -hmm. But what is happening is just killing civilians. And when you do this, you are planting exactly the seeds yep. for uh, people who would like to take justice into their own hands. Mm -hmm. And when they do this, what is the thing logically that would happen in this One case? would want to get revenge. It's the yeah, same with the US. They would yeah. say like, okay, what is your worst demon? Is it ISIL? Okay, I am ISIL. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to fight you yeah you know so it's extremely dangerous what is happening in egypt the country is breaking apart there are several parts of the country that are already out of the control of the government because of the brutality of the government yes it, it's because of the harsh measures not because of the opposite not because they're so nice that people are uh, not uh, wanting to be uh, i don't know ruled by them so there is this extreme danger. Why is it so extremely dangerous? Let's look at Syria. What's going on now in the world? The wave of refugees, the horrible tragedy that is happening. Yes. 
Okay, that's quarter of the population of Egypt, Syria. So Egypt will be four times this, and even worse, because Egypt is very central and has so much influence over the region, good or bad. Mm -hmm. So the region is in chaos now because Egypt is in its worst. And if it gets worse, <laughs> then like, uh, the Mediterranean is a lake. It's not really that big. Mm -hmm. And uh, the relation between both sides of the Mediterranean had never ceased. So let's not just pretend for a moment that the Western world will be in isolation from a disaster of this magnitude that they are participating in its creation. Very recently, there was this case of an Italian PhD student whose name is uh, uh, Giulio Regini. Mm -hmm. He was arrested in front of witnesses by Egyptian police on January 25th this year, the mm -hmm. anniversary of the revolution. He was tortured to death. His body was laying, found laying on the highway near Cairo. And uh, the authorities uh, sent his body to Italy with the pretense he was a victim of a car crash. So, of course, the Italians figured out that was torture. And they uh, uh, decided to tell the Egyptians, the Egyptian government, that this is wrong, etc. So they decided to come up with a different story. They ambushed a microbus with its passengers. And they framed everybody in the microbus as being a gang that had uh, uh, been disguised as police. Mm -hmm. And they kidnapped this Italian because they are very sick and they decided to torture him to death. And they got all killed uh, when the police raided them. But the real story came out. Uh, the uh, 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 Italian ambassador in Cairo was one of the biggest uh, defenders of the regime of Sisi mm -hmm. and of keeping relationship with that regime because it's important not to abandon Egypt in these circumstances and fighting ISIL and I don't know what. He was recalled to Italy after that. Mm -hmm. So uh, just trying to uh, explain that this regime is so brutal yeah. in a, the most stupid way yes. that it's even ruining their own alliances mm -hmm. with those who are helping them to yes. remain in power. Yes. So when will the Western world wake up the United States that is aiding this criminal regime, mm -hmm. the Republicans who are saying in almost every debate that what would I say to the Egyptian president we have to rely on our I don't know what and the region and uh, they want to even give more weapons and more mm -hmm. strengths presumably to this brutal uh, gangster mm -hmm. this warlord and what do they think will come out Einstein once said if you would repeat the same action expecting different results. This is a sign of insanity. But State Department, they just want to do things like they always do. Cold War mentality. Mm -hmm. Our SOBs, again, it's their SOBs. 
it has to be like this. They don't want to, okay, let's do things a little more ethically. Let's do things according to our laws. Obviously, this is not what's happening. Yeah. And when I hear Hillary Clinton also with the same rhetoric, so you see that all the establishment mm -hmm. on both sides uh, uh, here uh, that are monopolizing mm -hmm. politics in this country, uh, they have very high disregard mm -hmm. of human life. Mm -hmm. They have very high disregard of uh, human rights. Yes. And uh, they expect that it's okay when they do this, not realizing what kind of world we are ending up with mm -hmm. as people just can't take it anymore. Yes. People want to be free. Yes. And here, this is not a luxury. Being uh, uh, under threat all the time, uh, being having no control over your life, mm -hmm. uh, being uh, manipulated and being abused by authorities. Mm -hmm. Why would anybody want this? Right, right. Who, who is crazy enough to actually enjoy being in a dictatorship? Okay, some people do actually like that. Of course, there are all sorts of humans, but we are talking here about the majority of the people. Yes. We are not talking about uh, special different groups because here in the United States, you will also have people who have very fascist mentality. Yep, yep. So there are fascists everywhere, but we are talking about the people, that, the, you know, the, the actual people, especially the young people. Yes. And uh, enough is enough. Yes. We can't take this. So in Egypt right now, it's extremely illegal to protest. You would have a sentence of three years at least in prison mm -hmm. for protesting. I have so many friends who had the sentence. I have friends who were sentenced up to 15 years in uh, prisons in Egypt for protesting. And in an Egyptian prison, all the space you get in a cell is what we call a hand and a fist, which is about 15 centimeters or something. It's, it's, it's very small. It's just what allows you to sleep side by side attached to a person behind you and a person in front of you. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine how this is when you are confined in this horribly narrow space, yes. infested by bugs that I never even knew what they were called in my own language, because I've never seen them before. Yes. And always under threat of being tortured, of being beaten severely and being hanged upside down or with your hands. There is always torture. So, despite all this, guess what? People are protesting almost every day in Egypt mm. and are risking their lives and are getting arrested mm -hmm. and are protesting. More and more people are fighting and are resisting. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's really very important that those who are in power wake up yes. and understand the gravity of their actions, destroying the world. The destruction of the Middle East obviously had been uh, a result of several of these very bad policies. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the biggest examples, of course, is the invasion of Iraq, invasion of a country that had nothing mm -hmm. to do with 9-11 under the pretense it has 
weapons of mass destruction that the international uh, 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 nuclear watchdog uh, had proven that there are none of these uh, alleged weapons. And despite of all this, an invasion was made and it was obviously for different reasons mm -hmm. than what was announced. It was obviously for money. Yes. It was for two main things in addition to several others. Yeah. Oil, weapons industry. Right. And, well, those who were behind this, have they been really exposed here? No, people know. I mean, people know Dick Cheney. People know it. Yeah, and, and Dick Cheney had no... a statue erected for him a few months ago at Capitol Hill. So <laughs> it's like, uh, what's going yeah. on here? And now we are having all these threats uh, that are coming up. So the Democratic establishment somehow managed to uh, make the Bernie Sanders opportunity in getting the you know the nomination very slim mm -hmm. as we have seen with what happened in Kentucky and what happened in Nevada yes. and like all these long chains of irregularities yes uh, okay very well so we are going to end up with either Hillary Clinton or with uh, you know yeah that the not, uh, yeah. the racist person. I was really forcing myself to watch his speech earlier today, uh, and it's so hard. I, don't, I I really can't figure out how all these people who are cheering mm -hmm. and are so happy to hear somebody who doesn't say anything mm -hmm. except for how great he is, how he's gonna do everything so greatly, how he's gonna uh, I don't know what uh, like he's all full of self-grandeur and mm -hmm. trying to demonize everybody who is uh, who, who is he attacking yes and he keeps flip-flopping with lots of things yes and uh, uses very uh, unintelligent logic yes uh, talking for example about his speech earlier today was was with the NRA Okay, I know this is a very thorny subject here, and people love their guns. I don't understand Some this people, because, yeah. because for me, a gun has only one reason to exist, which is to kill. kill. Yeah. So this is the only function. Yep. It's a tool that has absolutely no other use. Why would you love it so much? Why mm -hmm. is it so important to have a tool that kills? Yes. But anyway, he was, Mr. Trump, of course, saying in his speech that San Bernardino wouldn't have happened if people had guns. Yeah, awesome. How many more people would have been killed in the gun exchange? Yes. And how responsible do you really think the gun owner is? Mm -hmm. And if it's like that, so maybe a gun owner suspects someone for having a gun and maybe this person does it and then this First, the gun owner just shoot them out there in the street. Mm -hmm. Is this a happier America? Is this safer? Are people more confident now about that they can be anywhere without worrying? Of course not. The gun violence here is so much more than any other, uh, let's say, first world state, mm -hmm. not third world because there are civil wars and all these other things. 
talking about like a Western country, mm-hmm. there is this is the highest country with gun uh, 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 crimes, mm-hmm. of course, uh, and it 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 it's a country with the highest percentage per capita of people in prison. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, even more than China. Yep, and China is really very brutal. China puts people in prison a lot, but the United States hmm, so is doing more. even a better job. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, uh, obviously, there is something wrong, especially since we all wrong. know yeah. the incarceration is targeted. Yes. It oh, targets yeah. minorities, especially the black American yeah. minority. Yes. And uh, it's... Uh, the racism that we see publicly even uh, especially on the GOP side at the moment uh, is extremely disturbing for anyone in the world Yes, and uh, it is extremely dangerous like if people voting is not a luxury we are getting killed out there because we are trying to fight for a chance to get our votes making a difference yes People here, some people, they think voting is, uh, it's, uh, I'm not going to get into their game. But if, if you don't step in, what do you expect? Only money would work. Only, only lobbyists and those who would uh, 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 spread uh, 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 the uh, propaganda, you know, for their candidates, they would have a chance. Nobody else would have a chance. Uh, and uh, uh, it's not a luxury. Otherwise, why do they think do they think people are being put in prison? When you are out of prison, you don't have the right to vote. Mm-hmm. So you and you also get discriminated against with yeah with housing because with jobs. it's important. Yeah. Uh, if you are, I don't know. If it was not something that is important, why have we seen? All the irregularities. Right. Why did we see all the, the voter, voter suppression. suppression? Yeah. Why all these things that are happening? Like, guys, we have to defend ourselves. We human beings. Mm-hmm. We, the oppressed everywhere. Yes. Here in the United States. Everywhere. And we have to make a stand and try to seek uh, the candidates who are actually... Uh, on our side mm-hmm. and then support those candidates yes. because then how else can we create change right some people they fantasize and romanticize a lot the idea of armed revolution no it doesn't work armed revolutions only start long civil wars and disputes that take long years and so much sacrifice until they can be resolved. Mm-hmm. Nonviolence is the answer. But then, how can you do nonviolence and create a difference so quickly in a vast country like the United States, yes. in which its institutions of power are multiple and are all over? And militarized. Yeah. Of course, it's the biggest military force in the world, and with high surveillance and everything. So, yeah. The, the way to do this would have to be through grassroots work, mm-hmm. like what happened here in San Francisco that led to the chief, the chief of police sewer being 
finally, okay, he was not booted as we wanted, mm -hmm. as uh, uh, people in San Francisco, but at least he was forced to resign. Mm -hmm. uh, and this, I don't think this couldn't have happened without the Frisco Five, without the, the hunger strikes. So actually, when I was here two weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the hunger strikers mm -hmm. and how important hunger strike is yes. uh, as a tool for this. But we have this other tool that doesn't require much suffering. Mm -hmm. You could even do it by mail, mm -hmm. which is to vote mm -hmm. and vote for the progressive candidates who are trying to defend your rights. Yes. You know, and uh, try not to get you exploited yes. or uh, hurt yes. by a superior power, mm -hmm. uh, such as an officer of the law who does not follow his own uh, rules. Yes. And then gets away with it. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think also just the importance of paying attention to local politics and not just the presidential election. I feel like a lot of people in this country, certainly every four years, people get really riled up about this one, you know, about this one election race, as opposed to what's happening locally year round. Yeah. Um, and if people were to pay as much attention to what's happening in their communities, that would absolutely that would help a lot. But we have to pay attention to another fact, which is unfortunate, but it's true. Like if we look at any struggle mm -hmm. anywhere in the world in which there was a power for change mm -hmm. that led to create that change yes in history it's no more than 20 percent of any society even less it always starts with a few persons mm -hmm. and when it reaches its peak it's usually around 20 percent so what about the 80 percent they are some of them would be sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Some, of course, will not be sympathetic. Some wouldn't know what the hell is going on. Yes. Doesn't yes. care because they only care about themselves. themselves yep. And their own immediate uh, circle of, uh, uh, you know, family and relatives and so on. Uh, and, of course, you will have some that are even very hostile mm -hmm. to change because they don't like change. This is the way things are working. Yes. And that's the way. Why should we get things worse? Or, yes. Right? There is this. So how do we figure out the 20%? Mm -hmm. The 20% is not like, I am a 20%, I will always be a 20%. It's a very loose uh, kind of estimate. Mm -hmm. Because it's about those who are with young enough spirit to care about affairs and who want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And they care beyond their own selves and they see injustices that they wish to change and they wish to fix. This is a whole different concept. You have people like this, especially young. Mm -hmm. They can grow older and then they turn to 80%. They become burdened by responsibility. They mm -hmm. don't want to care about anything else. But you could also have people with much older ages that are extremely active. Yes. Because it's, it's about being young at heart, having yes. that spirit. Yes that allows you to stand up against injustice, to stand up for your rights, for everyone's rights, mm -hmm. and to try just to seek the, the values that we all seek, you know, justice, equality, transparency, mm -hmm. an end to corruption, yes. exploitation, uh, of course, the destruction of the planet, yes. for instance. Yep, yeah. Uh, you know, like, 
logic things yes. that are supposed to make so much sense, but they don't have that much sense for those who have the big money because, mm -hmm. of course, they benefit from it and yes. they don't care about their children or their grandchildren, right. obviously, because they only care about themselves. And they manipulate the media and they man manipulate the culture into bringing about all these different ideas like those who claim mm -hmm. that global warming and climate change are a hoax, yeah. for instance. We are, we are seeing all these disasters, all these changes in right, the world patterns. Right. Yeah, uh, and with fracking too. Everywhere, but no, 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 that's hoax. Okay, nice. So keep dreaming until we all uh, are drowned by yes. the ocean. Uh, yeah, the, we, these are important uh, things. So to go back to the point, I guess, <laughs> we just have to uh, pay attention to everyone mm -hmm. who could be could have an interest yes. in a cause yes. in creating a difference and then try to pass the right information to them yes. because there is this general blackout on information yes. for example we, we we have seen this with Bernie Sanders we have mm -hmm. seen the demonization of the occupy movement yep. we have seen so many different examples of this of how the media reacts uh, uh, being corporate media being mm -hmm of course, owned by the big money, uh, into these attempts. Yes. And how they would spin a few facts in mm -hmm. order just to get the picture and the color yep. they want. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it's very important for every one of us to have a conversation yes. with their friends, with their colleagues. And when we have these conversations, we are not trying to tell them, oh, you got to vote for this person. No. It's like, Aaron, how are you doing? You're doing okay? No problems whatsoever in your life? Of course, there is a problem. Yeah. You will have to tell me. Oh, this morning I did yeah. that. You know, like there was this thing with Muni. You know, there was this house that is being foreclosed because yeah. I don't know what, and they are next to uh, uh, my cousin's house. And yeah, whatever. There yeah. is a problem somewhere. Yes. Okay, now, where is this problem coming from? Yep. How can we put an end to this problem? Right. Right. Okay. Just vote. Getting yeah, and getting the word maybe out. Maybe help. Yeah, maybe it helps. If you have time, maybe help a little with activism. Mm -hmm. Show up in a protest. Oh yeah. Uh, remember that it's nonviolent. Remember to keep the nonviolence. It's yeah. very important. Yeah, one of the uh, the protests to get uh, Chief Surf fired that we had here a few weeks ago from the police station all the way to City Hall yeah. was just incredible. Yeah. And. It's. I feel like if other people had been, and some people are becoming, are now of course more aware of what's the what's happening in the city. But just to have like events like that for folks to really recognize how many people come out and how many people care about this and how many people that this affects, um, can go a really long way. Absolutely, I am hoping that here in San Francisco was the success that followed, mm -hmm. the Fresco Five, mm -hmm. the rallies, the sit-in at City Hall, mm -hmm. even the violence that followed by the police. Which okay, was like, caused, yeah. Course, yeah. Look, when I say non-violence, I'm not saying passive mm -hmm. non-violence. I'm saying active non-violence, which yes. means that we are not surrendering to violence. Mm -hmm. We are trying to manage the situation mm -hmm. intelligently. Yes. If someone is trying to shoot us, defend yourself. Like, yes. Hide or throw some stones or whatever. Don't just stand there and you know so uh 
Of course, when you are being arrested in a, 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 dis, a civil disobedience and you are not being attacked, then you have to cooperate because this is the goal, like to get arrested and to get this as uh, your stand is mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in this uh, situation. Uh, we have to just to pay attention to how to deal with every case as an individual case, trying to do it as smart as possible in the least violent way, in yes. the least confrontational way, but in the most effective way at the same time. Yes, yes. And civil disobedience works. Uh, it's very important uh, that people uh, maintain uh, this idea. Mm -hmm. It works. And uh, after we ousted Hosni Mubarak, we mm -hmm. hardly left Tahrir, mm -hmm. like during the first year that followed, because we were trying to push for things to happen. Yes. For example, Hosni Mubarak at the beginning was staying in his palaces in Sharm el Sheikh. Mm -hmm. He wasn't even arrested. Mm. Through the protests, we managed to get him finally arrested. Yes. And he was tried, and then he was put in prison. Of course, with Sisi regime, he is out. <laughs> but yes. at least, just to say, like we, uh, uh, for every uh, government that we had to bring down mm -hmm. after ousting Hosni Mubarak, the governments, not the presidency. Of course, we brought down three regimes: mm -hmm. the military that followed, and then the Islamists, uh, Morsi, uh, former uh, president, uh, yes. from the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, and uh, I have, since I'm saying this word Islamist, I have to clarify, Islamist doesn't mean Islamic. Please, guys. Islamic is in relationship with the religion of Islam. Islam is from the word Salam, which means peace. It's a religion of peace. Yeah. Yes, yes, I know you hear differently, but it's actually, there is over 1.6 billion Muslims in the world, yeah. and the world would be very different if it was all about violence actually you go to muslims are very uh, kind and peaceful generally but then you have islamists what are the islamists they are the equivalent of the yes. crusaders for example fundamentalist yeah the crusaders like they are trying to be religious war fighters of some sort this is in contradiction with many elements in mm -hmm. islam in the quran and i hear people mixing between quran and other books when they try to come up with uh, a proof that Islam is about violence. Because if you look in the Quran, you cannot find anywhere that encourages violence if you give me a full kut. Don't give me half kut. Mm -hmm. Don't give me a small piece. Oh, you can continue. Yeah. Oh, well, um, sorry, there was this interruption. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, the uh, idea is, uh, in general, we Muslims are against Islamists. Mm -hmm. And there was this big, massive revolution in mm -hmm. Egypt in 2013 mm -hmm. against an Islamist president mm -hmm. because we realized that he was trying to put his ideology into the country. Mm -hmm. So these uh, things... For example, why don't do we don't we ever call ISIL the Islamic State in Arabic? We never do this. We call them Daesh, mm -hmm. which is a mockery. It's mm -hmm. like a stupid, dumb person is Daesh. Yes, you know. So we are like it, it, it's it's very important that people in the West understand that we, as in general, the vast majority of Muslims, of course 
do not condone any violence. Right, right. Uh, in the Quran, the killing of one innocent soul is as for God the killing of all humanity, and the saving of one soul is as for God as the saving of all humanity. Mm -hmm. It encourages mercy, it encourages compassion, it encourages understanding. Uh, it says that God had created people with all their different tongues and colors and creeds so they get to know each other, mm -hmm. not to fight. Yes. And the Quran says also that there is no difference between a white and a black or an Arab and a non-Arab. All people are or, or a male or a female first. There is no difference between a male or a female. Oh, yeah. A white or, and a black yeah. or an Arab or a non-Arab. This is what the Quran says. So... This is what I stand for mm -hmm. as someone from this culture. Yes. Every human being is equal. Yes. H human life is sacred. And we have to promote the ideas of nonviolence mm -hmm. in order to maintain this concept. Yes. And not to go into brutal barbarism and um, the savagery that we can see yes. from all these horrible things. Yes. Very well said. I have uh, one one question. Um, uh, earlier in the interview, you were mentioning the the difference that you learned between uh, the what happened in two thousand three and two thousand four, and I was curious about like any lessons or things that ended up working in two thousand four, that uh, didn't that didn't quite go so well in two thousand three. Oh, that was just because of uh, the fact that in Egypt we didn't have a movement that was not political. Mm -hmm. So when the first movement that we tried to make against hospital work was made, it was made with the participation of independents like myself, I was a co-founder of course, and political parties. But the political parties didn't get along. Mm -hmm. They couldn't coordinate as political parties because they come from very opposite ideologies. Yes. And they have always been fighting and that's why it failed. But then when we started working again to make it, we decided to cre recreate the, uh, this movement that became Kifaya, mm -hmm. the Egyptian Movement for Change in 2004, uh, on different principles. Mm -hmm. That is, it's not about politics, it's about our uh, motto at that time, which was no for succession, no for extension. So yes. we don't want any Mubarak's or his regime to continue. Yes. So we don't we don't want him to uh, 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 put his son in his place or to keep just continuing right. as he's been doing. Uh, and uh, it had involved people as individuals, regardless mm -hmm. of whether they were members of political parties or not. I see. And this is when it had its biggest success. Got it. It had fallen into a more narrow situation after the end of Youth for Change in 2006, like starting 2007, and then it became very diminished now, of course, after all the things that had happened. Uh, but at least during that period, especially around 2005, because of its massive success in Egypt, several other attempts in various Arab countries were made to imitate that model. Mm -hmm. So we had Kifaya, in uh, Yemen, Kaffa in Lebanon, and uh, Khalas in Libya, and uh, I, I, I don't remember what, in, in, Tunis, in Tunisia. Like, there were movements that were out based on the same principle and using the same 
meaning, mm. which is enough, which yes. is the meaning of the word kifaya mm -hmm. that we have come up with for the Egyptian movement for change, which, like, enough. Enough for Hosni Mubarak. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you so much for, for coming in and speaking with us. You are most welcome. And so for folks who want to check out the book, it's called You Are Under Arrest for Mastery, for Masterminding the Egyptian Revolution. And this is a Ahmed Salah. Yeah, and please check out the book on Amazon.com. Uh, and my name is Ahmed Salah, A-H-M-E-D, and Salah, S-A-L-A-H. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming in. All right. Well, this is the Common Thread Collective, and we'll be back in just a bit. Thank you. 
welcome back to the Common Thread Collective. Uh, this is Roman sitting in for Diamond Dave and Global Val. And now we're going to hear some uh, spoken word and some music. Hello, folks. Uh, this is James Conrad. And I'm, uh, you know, I have a book here called Bruno Cleans which is available on Amazon.com. It's a uh, revenge thriller with a strong political bent. And it uh, basically talks about, well, it's an indictment of institutionalized racism, and it talks about how when society treats a person as an enemy, they create an enemy. And the saga continues with episode 69 of Zordo Clean's House. On January 14th, 2012, just after half past six in the morning, Evelyn Mitchell lay asleep under the covers in her room at the Campbell Inn as Judge Malcolm Connors finished dressing. She felt him lean over to give her a kiss on the forehead and smiled. I'll see you in a little while, said Judge Connors, his voice polite and cheerful. I've got to go to work. Hmm, okay, honey, mumbled Evelyn without opening her eyes. Have a good day. Not even two minutes after he stepped outside the room and closed the door behind him, Evelyn was startled awake by a tremendous blast that shook her room, knocking one of the chintzy pictures off the wall, its frame splintering as it hit the floor. As the fire alarm began to ring, she wrapped herself in a bathrobe, tied the sash, and ran out the door toward the exit, maneuvering her way around the other guests who were evacuating the building. As she moved closer to the exit, she grimaced and wrinkled her nose as she smelled the foul odor of burning rubber. Once she stepped outside, she could see a pall of charcoal-colored smoke billowing over, the, billowing over the parking lot, which was strewn with broken glass and charred mangled debris. As the distant screams of emergency vehicles' sirens drew closer, she moved to stay upwind of the smoke and looked around, dazed and afraid, ears ringing until she noticed a burning car. Trembling with growing unease, she remembered that the car engulfed in flames was sitting in the very same spot where Judge Connors had parked the night before. Turning white, El Evelyn hyperventilated for several seconds and then screamed until she fainted and fell backwards to the pavement, scraping both elbows and bruising the back of her head. That was episode 69 of Zordo Clean's House. Uh, be sure to tune in next week, around about the same time, for episode 70. We're definitely coming into the home stretch. Um, now, before I leave, I'd like to quickly make an announcement about M Mutiny Radio. Uh, this is a nonprofit, listener supported radio, and uh, we depend on contributions from the general public and also from listeners such as yourself. So, if you are interested in helping support Mutiny Radio, Feel free to send a check or a money order in the amount of a dollar or more made out to Mutiny Radio to the following address. Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Once again, that is Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. My name is James Conrad, and I'll see you all next week. Thanks again, and give it up for Blood Flower.
right, thank you so much, Amadou. So coming up next, we have uh, we have uh, Richard. So if you'd like to please uh, share some words with us. Words, words. Oh God, words. So many words. Hello out there. Well, we've got. Um, I'm going to read a short one, and then I'm going to do a rant. Thank you. Oh, thank you. This is called the Living Sacred Grounds Cafe. The grounds, sacred, blessed by the ancestors of the lands of the Ohlone, there now stands a sacred cafe where hosts welcome poets, writers of all sorts, come with flows of the poet's cachet. It waits for me as I live my life, this land of sacred grounds. Right, but not ready, writing boils and all its toil and trouble. Now, it no longer waits for me, I am here. We tell our true stories lies. Doors open who come from here and afar to the lands of the Sacred Grounds Cafe. And my rant, my rant is going to be 1 and 20, or well, no, 1 and 5. Excuse me, don't even know my own stuff. Uh, 1 and 5. One in five, or 22 suicides a day, are statistics. There are no planned logistics to change these statistics. Statistics that have been around for some time need someone to write these requiems. Vets wait for appointments never made, and when they do, they try not to die before their appointments, since actually one in three do. This is not to impugn all of the VA, there are some good workers, but are incapacitated by bosses who get it from their bosses. Citizens of USA, everyone seems to be in an uproar. Those 62 people own over half the world's wealth, 43 live inside the belly of USA, and they're just thinning the herd. This is no time to hold your words. Almost no one really gives a damn about vets. It's another one of those things where one says one thing, but really it's the other. Feigning patriotism is important to most. They think that covers their asses. Usa, you've had so much blood on your hands since you got here. You bathe in it daily. Do I really have to give you examples of it? Bombs exploding, blowing away lives like those we killed with impunity, and still kills decades later. Lands poisoned chemically like Agent Orange and depleted uranium are killing daily. This empire even poisoned their own troops. Now Congress and candidates want to now privatize the VA as they continue to steal what is ours, like our airways where instead of paying us, the owners, we pay the corporations. It is Congress and government officials who gave it to the private sector. How do you think that happened? Sold out just like the indigenous peoples of the world. Welcome to your new reality. Is this the kind of freedom you sent men, women, and children to die for? You think the VA has issues? Just wait until you give them to private hands. There is a change in medicine that is most foul and odious. It has been happening over time and now rife with this new approach. A very good doctor is being told his way of medicine is over. If he is forced to use this new mode, this is what his patient loses. This doctor is up in the hospital at 5.30, checking on his patients, visiting, talking, asking questions, looking them over, even touching them. 
he begins his office hours around 9 and goes until all the patients are seen. Then he goes back to the hospital at night as well as calling his patients. He even gives his patients his cell phone number so they can be available to his patients over the weekend. With each patient, he takes his time. Some patients even inquire how the doctor's health and welfare is. He may be interrupted by consulting physicians or patients, but patients never seem to mind because they admire and respect him. His patients get appointments on time in case he is so, so they not to waste his time. The new approach is doctors to stay in their office making appointments every 15 minutes, keeping to schedule everything concerning the patient to be handed to them on the, that famous plate so they don't have to search for what ails the patient so they can prescribe and bill, prescribe and bill. How do you think that kind of private new medicines is going to work for the patient? Now add veterans. But hey, it's just another broken treaty and agreements that go on and on. Okay, everybody, let's go down that slide together. Down, down we go. When asked if their doctor is doing anything for fun, he answers he's doing what gives him pleasure. One of those lucky few who found bliss in what they do. Why else doctor? To these new doctors, heal yourself, and don't let the new system do more harm and death, raising those statistics, unless that's the point. Richard Sanderell, everybody. <laughs> Dan Brady, everyone. Thank you, Richard. That's my rant for the day. I hope you have something As else. As a vet. As a vet. Yes. So, can I read something? Is Please it? do, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So since well, I, I don't know your name, dear Roman Roman Ro Reimer. Oh, yep. Roman. Hi, I'm Dan. Dan, nice to meet you. All right. So you have to pick a number from one to five. Oh no, you're not going to do that on air. Five. Thank you. Oh Jesus Christ, what a mess this is. I'm going to read something else. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much time I have, and I don't want to destroy my my standing we, before. We the... can have some other folks go up first if you like. No, no, this is good. This is this is this is, this is a nice piece here. All right, so hello out there. I'm Dan Brady, host of Sacred Grounds Cafe, and uh, Hayes and Hayes and Cole every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Come on by, and let us hear anything you want to say. So this poem here is called Mohammed Bouaziz, and it's named after uh, the man who um, actually is credited with being at the flashpoint, which started the Arab, so-called Arab Spring, which wasn't its beginning a spring but then things happened to it but this is about him this is his story Basbusa was born in 1984 never went to what we'd call high school nor for that matter college though he had dreams as any of us have dreams he wanted an education but decided to work to put his sister through first determined he set out in life from the age of 10 then quit, quit school in his teens but in his small rural town, city Bouazid, unemployment was officially at 30% and corruption was a way of life. Then, when he couldn't get into the army nor find work through any of his local concerns, he understood that it was because he had no pull except for what his muscles could offer. His dependents were his mother, uncle, and younger siblings, and his sister who was attending university. He earned about $1.40 per month selling produce on the streets, but he had an immediate goal. He wanted to buy a work van, according to his sister Samia. 
Although the local police had confiscated his wares before, even as a child, the last time it happened was December 17, 2010. The policewoman demanded to see his permit, even though one wasn't required. It was, But he was in no position to pay a bribe. He had just spent about $200 to buy fruits and vegetables. So after she, Officer Hamidi, slapped his face, spat upon him, confiscated his skating scales, overturned his cart, and had her underlings beat him into the ground, screaming insults about his deceased father, he did the right thing by going to officials to complain. Then, when denied admittance, he vowed to burn himself, and less than two hours after the beating, he sat down in front of that government building, soaked himself with inflammables, and lit himself up. He burned, though I guess someone tried to save him, because after a few days, he was, in the, was noticing that he was in the hospital. Protests began. The government yawned and began to pay attention. As protests grew, they provided better and better care. The president even visited him, but he died 18 days after his fire. And he did not live to see the dictator Ben Ali flee, nor did he see the change inspired by him. How tortures, torches lit the flesh of dozens more, and the ripple effect ran on and on west to Algeria, east to Egypt, Saudi Arabia, south to Mauritania, Yemen, north to Jordan. Would he have wept to see the mil two million in Cairo, laughed when the government there blinked, or when Jordan and Yemen sacked theirs? He did not have to see any of that to know he had done his work, tried his best to better his family's lives. He had fired back at a lost and corrupted system. He did not care what the U.S. vital allies were weakened, how WikiLeaks and then Facebook further fanned the passions. He had wanted to feed his family, put his sister through school, buy a work van and keep his family happy, maybe raise a family of his own, you know go through life both ordinary and unsung. Yep, life could have been so simple, but somehow in an ossified dictatorship, it never, ever is. So that's the story as I read it off from the new various news sources. Thank you. Uh, I just want to make a quick announcement, if it's okay. Sure. Uh, because the library lady is not feeling well today, oh. and I'm going to just okay. pass this along. Uh, tomorrow at uh, with the Tio Canto thing, it's happening down at uh, in the Mission, uh, and please check that out. Uh, tonight, uh, Kim Shuck is going to be uh, reading at uh, Alley Cat Books, um, so check the website for that. But also tomorrow at the San Francisco Public Library, the Mission Branch uh, is going to be having a literary translation panel discussion. Uh, panelists will address common issues for translating literature and poetry as well as share ins insights by presenting passages they previously translated. So, you know, uh, again, check the website. Uh, the time is going to be uh, tomorrow from uh, 2 to 4 at the Mission Branch uh, Library at 300 Bartlett Street. Um, so please check the website for uh, more information. All right. Thank you very much for that announcement. Yeah. Right. Can I read another one, or is it okay, or what's the story um, here? We have the, the band's going to go up uh, next, but you're oh, welcome okay. to, to stick around if you'd like to go on afterwards. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Great. I didn't know. Great. So we'll get the band set up, and then uh, you're welcome to, to read after them. Yeah, I'd like to do this one. Huh? Great. Thanks.
sacred ground speak good things into being abundance all around happiness and joy rain down 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 happiness and joy rain down 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 i have practiced magic and i watch it work it has been decided that i am a conjurer i am a conjurer i am a conjurer the common thread collective this is roman reimer i'm sitting in for global val and diamond dave uh, you can listen to me here fridays at noon on the weekly review it's a news program so coming up next we've got some poets and some music for everyone so uh please enjoy uh hi everyone my name's joshua womath and i've been running for some time now and i finally decided to self-publish myself and the books as of today um my daughter's fifth birthday um, thank you. The book is now available on Amazon, which you can find by just searching. Chronicles of the Abyss on Amazon, and you can find it for $9.99. And today I'm going to read a poem entitled, The Devil Dances on the Pale Lake, Illuminate. And it was an, I'll just give you all a little um, brief history on the thing. Uh, it was inspired during a six-hour psychotic episode in which I had, and here it is, and it starts with a quote from a guy I know but no one else knows. If you listen, you'll see it. In the midnight, I find myself searching under the moonlight, 
In its luminescence, I am paralyzed. The devil dances on a lake, cackling, cackling so loud his sounds reverberate. He walks on his own plane as he levitates. He's so beautiful in his figure. He teleports as his laugh penetrates. You can't fight the madness. He's crawling in your skin. Don't let them in. Don't you remember the sadness? Visions of violence oscillate. Four doors slam shut and I can't see straight. Then there's the tar lake covering my skin as it assimilates just as I see your silver face. I freeze and throw myself out of the car. My body fumbles and my brittle bones break. I hear your critical voice that never saves. I've tried pushing into the depths of the abysmal cave. I found it's better to let it encase, to ride its psychotic waves, not fight, not retaliate. Because more times than not, it leads to a horrific adventure that becomes the next fantastical page in the world of Domeward. Trauma is who I think. Before I have a psychotic break, I realize it's too late. How intricately we fade. I'm lost, but he's dancing in my gaze. Tapping and splashing tar, cackling. Oh yes, the clatter is what we crave. We dive as we survive. Tormenting, spinning thoughts, our minds grave. That silver dollar waxes as it illuminates. All the horrors, dead bodies, and quickening mutilation that incarcerate so much violence, walls of fire and meteors crash as they concave. Just let it flow, bounce like they all left for another bloke. Copies of each other, only in their atrocities will they choke. The past bleeds as you see her on those beautiful knees. Take this blade and slice her Achilles. The way her bones crack blood spurts. What a hilarious entity. Oh, they'll never leave as broken fragments in a grave. They'll be sliced as they realize their mistake. Staring into the devil. Oh, they'll beg that they were raped. There's no going back after hostility, so show them the beast lost in his own ways, being high off your own sick brain. You never need another chemical. You've lost the time just as you wasted mine. Child of potential swallowed by the disgusting grime, a disgusting ball of tar mutated as it personified. With my creation, you're a vessel. From Reality's confines, grudges, and guilts are only binds, so let yourself free. You've wasted half of your goddamn life. I've already written ten lines, and I dissociate. I thank the manic, euphoric tears. I'm never alone in here. It's gotten so loud that the sudden silence is queer. I haven't missed a woman in two years. Well, not since I made the mistake of thinking you were different. Use me for a child, and I'll call you brilliant. The way you crush it's beautifully magnificent. Lies of a dead father and you're not even coherent. Posting your bruises online and so the laughs become infinite. When I showed you his skin, it was nothing but deliberate. You left me from meth, I confess. That pretty sundress. Those dirty track marks and old friend's death. They're all pregnant, but I'll never see my children. In the deep hours of the AM, I still feel your molesting breath. I still wail about all the reasons you left. How I was leaking abscess at the reason he touches your breasts. Hand in hand with all those excuses, you're nothing but a ghost lingering in my head. So I'll kill you 23,000 times and wail, oh yes! I was always persistent. They all showed me the same. All lacking commitment. They never know what they want. Surfing couches because daddy's always been gone. You were never touched. You know nothing of betrayal and loss. Doesn't really matter when they're all gone. The past is eradicated. I care nothing about what was. I thank the misguided peers. I thank the failed romance, an obsession that seared. I thank the pedophile and these golden tears, all the madness, the overwhelming waves. We change the prophecy, the golden king rises in the flames, we transcended in the blaze. Although they can't know what you're thinking or they'll act just the same, nothing will change without control. They'll throw you in jail lock with a padlock. You'll be left to your own wails. You've got to take the time to let the hysteria fill your mind. 
until you're pale. When everything is funny through the eyes of Dudley, nothing fails. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much for that. So coming up, we have uh, some music. listening to the Common Thread Collective here on Mutiny Radio. Hey everybody, I'm Joe Sokolowski. Me and my buddy Matthew Steele came all the way from Florida to be here. What? <laughs> oh, welcome. Yeah. Tampa Bay about? It's called Spring Hill. That's the real, that's the real place you want to go, not that Tampa stuff. But <laughs> warm enough, man. Well, we got a weatherman as well here today, which is really nice. We need the green screen. <laughs> You're cute too. But I'm here representing the Free Life Garden Club. And this is some songs for you. You spill your mind when you're drinking You slur your words, blurring all the lines You feed me then, turn and roll your eyes your eyes be mean to me be my mirror cause that's what friends are for don't humor me rip my head off cause that's what friends are for say na 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 I want to know what you're after Do you remember that thing called laughter? You slur your words, blurring all the lines. You feed me, then turn and roll your eyes. Your eyes be mean to me, be my mirror. That's what friends are for. Don't humor me. Rip my head off. Cause that's what friends are for. One, two, three, and four. Ah, nah, 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 
na 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 Danke, danke schön. Ich gebe dir ein bisschen. Ich gebe dir ein bisschen. Ich gebe Ich gebe dir ein bisschen. Television says another black boy's dead. Some say he had a knife, a knife alive. Some say he had a wife. Kids took to the streets Broke some glass for peace Some gathered in a crowd A crowd so loud Until smoke bombs wore them down Mother me right from wrong <laughs> father share your fright won't you teach me who to fight who to fight who to Choosing sides Red, blue, black, or white They want your hate to spell To spell, spell out They'll whisper to you Kill Mother me right from wrong nah nah father share your fright won't you show me who to fight who to fight who to Thank you much.
Hello, hello, hello. Uh, there's. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. 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 Hi, hi. How are you all doing? Hi. Who is that you? Who else could it be? Um, my name is Matthew Stia. Uh, I'm from Spring Hill, Florida, as well, with this fellow here. Um, we've gone on a kind of crazy road trip, uh, had a hell of a time, enjoying San Francisco quite a bit. Thank you. A little more than that? Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to read uh, a short story and then some uh, a couple of poems. So this short story is called uh, The Hour of the Wolf. Arrows, right. Remus returned to the upper deck of the ship beside the lazy looping river that passed those within through a twisted and lukewarm gauntlet of appetizers, alcohol, and appreciated apathy. Coming around the bend, he spotted his entourage as they made their candid procession downriver, up the steps, and to his umbrellishly canopied table. His wife, Lupe, sat to his left. Faust, his wife, Lauren, and finally Remus's brother, Romulus, completed the circle. This is the perfect night, said Faust, slightly more portly than he was starboard. Remy and Romy figured out this whole trip. I'm honestly impressed that this all came together like it did, with it being sudden and all, piped Lupe. Well, it was imperative that we get out here to see the blood moon and all of its beauty. No place like the open water, rationalized Remus. I know, not criticizing, just observing, mused his wife. A toast to our fearless brother unparalleled, the fifth point of this star, Romulus. The couples bade to the moon, exalting in ceremony. Arrgh! Romulus looked with pious yet hungry and eager stares. It rose. Retirement to cabins was quick. Lupe and Lauren passed one another in the narrow corridor, smiling as they went into each other's respective rooms. Remus and Faust had once read about wife swapping in a John Updike novel. It intrigued them. Romulus plowed their women, sacrificed the men as tribute, and indeed knew that Rome was not built in a day. Rather, five days, four nights. And then uh, this, this next poem here is called uh, Meditations 81615. Turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream. It is not dying. Why to myself must I keep on lying? Every breath brings you closer to the last. There are none, not just a few, who will never know the past. We were cursed when we started counting. As age crept and resources grew, the worries of the world never stopped mounting, and now we stand and scream renew. My biggest fear resides in my expiration. To experience is all I can foresee. Give me eternity and you'll incite my exultation. For the greatest thing in life is to be. I am he and he is me. Make my cock rise at the prospect of the demise of my ephemerality. Because my reality has a sell-by date marking my fate. Leaving me as bait with death lying in wait.
Because even if I mate, I'm still locked in a crate, hoping to inflate my soul past its hate for the inevitable weight of knowing nothing can abate, my life's final plate of supper will be late. I spent the end of this week hitting my peak. Climbing, I felt a freak, but I joined those whose bleak message allowed me to leak my thoughts in nothing more than a streak of my vomit which did reek when expelled from my cheek, leaving me humbly meek. Upon this beach, I attempt to take my mind and allow it to make whatever rhyme will entertain the fake feelings of superiority I retain from this break up. Let's let the walls fucking shake while my rage begins to simmer and quake with thoughts of us down by the lake. What lake? All I can do is make up scenarios where we would have staked our life together if things could have worked out for us, where we could rake the leaves every autumn and accept the fall as it pulls me down the wall of the well. It's a wonder I can tell which future I'm describing. I've been through so many, I wish I could yell for some reliefs from the depths of this well hell. And now my stanza is fucked, so I better ring the bell that calls all those to arms to see me well. We'll return to the rhyme, I promise you'll see. It might take a line or two or three. This doesn't count. I'm merely introducing lyricality to account for the amount of rubbish and lines that we can spew any time. So I sit on the beach to toil and make sense of myself, to fake my love for the wake. In recognition of my love being fake for the wake, I honestly wish for my sake to be sitting near the lake, braving potential snakes, and getting fucking baked like the birthday cake I never got you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah. And then, uh, so my birthday just recently passed. Um, I was in Yosemite. Oh, we got to do somebody else? Okay, that's totally fine. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. I yield. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective, and up we have, next we have uh, Tyler. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just Oh, sure. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right, so feel free to uh, introduce yourself. For sure. Um, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Tyler. Uh, I go by Tip Vicious whenever I do the hip-hop stuff. And I, I've come here a couple, of, a couple of times over the last few weeks. But today I'm actually going to be doing a piece. That I, I uh, just wrote this like three days ago. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah. And uh, so I'm uh, going to listen to the beat so it can guide me to success with this. Um, yeah. It's called Sin. Ready when you are. Sure. Get some headphones. Oh, sorry. Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you want to grab this. Oh. All right. Shouts out to Roman. He's doing dope-ass job, by the way. <laughs> Okay, let's keep it rolling. Love, love, lust, love, love. Oh, where we go? Lord knows, you know, I know, and she knows. Shit, we all know, yo. Where we went, heaven sent, hell bent on not paying rent. 
Yo, you know me, T to the motherfucking IPV. I see I, O U S, are you down for sex, young ho? What's goody? Still looking by me in a jacket and hoodie. Button down, crimson sleeves, bleeding heart, open book. So why you mad at me? You should have bought the piece. Instead, you took a look. It wasn't meant to be. You'd be the death of me. At best, the death of my sanity. No vanity, uncannily pissing off family. My music's maturing quite handsomely, despite all the bullshit life handed me. If you're hearing this message, you gone much too far. Only sadness and anger I hear and beyond. Cause I feel like a king, but I live like a pawn. Never listen to things that I preach in my songs. Pe- figure me out when I'm ghosting and gone. Right now, right now, I'm trying to be on. On to the next girl with glittery thongs. On to the next girl rereading my wrongs. Push me to limits of losing my calm. Fuck talking it out, I'll just sleep on the lawn. Cuddle your dog, dream happier thoughts. Like rolling a spliff, lighting that shit. Finding the cliff and then jumping right off. Brain dead now, and you still frown. No funny shit, cause I'm a real clown. But my goddamn heart got broke to dead. All you sad ass apps better smoke to this. Did someone justify why I wrote this? Shit. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, Tyler. Thank you guys. Tip vicious. I'm out. <laughs> cool. Excellent. So, uh, the mic is, is open for who has not yet uh, performed. If someone else would like to. Head on up. Yep. Great. Great. And you're listening to the uh, Common Thread Collective. Uh, this is Roman. Uh, and we are going to hear some music. Hello. My name is Maddie. Really glad to be back here. Hi, everyone else. Here. It's a beautiful day here in the Mission District of San Francisco. Was walking around with a good friend. She was showing me a bunch of plants. It was really nice. Um, <sighs> this next one is a song that I wrote. sky I feel blessed to be here and blessed to be alive when I feel the rain as it falls on a stormy day I thank someone or something for letting me be okay yeah As I turn on my iPhone, Android, laptop, tablet, pewter screen, my Insta, Facebook, Snapchat, to Twitter, Tumblr starts to ring. It tells me someone somewhere sometime did some sort of thing. And here I am just staring, caring, unaware of what's happening. Empathy, entropy, to right and left of me, universalized. Erosion, corrosion, implosion, explosions, a symphony of life. When I listen, it's crystal and looking, it's glistening, feeling I've arrived. 
To climax around that surrounded all syntax poetically divine. You can sing along with me. Instrumental, consequential, enter you if love is consensual. Both directions, exponential, infinite faith fills holes in our mental, rooted to the ground as spirits floating through the sky. Body waiting patiently for my mind to arrive. My iridescent present presents presence to my eyes while random acts of destiny bring you into my life. I So um, this is Dan Brady again. Hello, everybody. Just uh, I really appreciate what I've heard. And since <laughs> the poem I wanted to read, I couldn't bring because I forgot it. So I'm going to read from in here. And this is something because a long time ago, I got sick and tired of all the bad news, but I wasn't hearing all the good news I'd like to hear. So someone said, well, why don't you write about what you'd like to hear? And this is what came out of that. So uh, this is called Good News. I want to hear some good news, people. No, not that born-again, Bible-humping, bullpucky you've heard tell of. No, I want some good news, and not just for a minute here or there, like you get on a KPFA fundraiser, not what you get on faux news or C-not news during a slow day. No, by God, I want the real deal. I want a whole work week stuffed full of it, with each bookending weekend fit to bursting. I want to know what it f feels, what it's like to turn on a TV and feel 
feel good. I want to feel good every time I think about anything I can think of. I want to be double-dipped, full-up, smeared with good news. I tell you, I want to look at the sky and not think about chemtrail conspiracies. I want to feel the wind in my hair without wondering what kind of toxic crap is being carried along with it from the sewers of India, China's deserts, or Japan's nukes. I want to wake up, turn on NPR, and hear about wonderful things, expanding forests, glaciers coming back, fish populations booming, and safe cell phones that pay you to use them, free food being given out, rent reductions running rampant. I want to hear Obama talk about giving back trillions of dollars to the people, closing Guantanamo, giving up on nuclear power, bringing our troops home from Iraq, Afghanistan, Yemen, Bahrain, Oman, Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, Turkey, Iran, Kazakhstan, Baluchistan, Turkmenistan, Nepal, Venezuela, Colombia, Mexico, and the other 123 countries. I want to hear him go on about perp walking Bush and his whole suffering crew, pacing a stay on every act that rim-jobbing bunghopper ever made, that prisons are being closed down because millions of people have decided to care for each other, that godless multinationals are hiring boatloads of people, bringing back good rock-solid plan your retirement on them, God-blessed union jobs back to the good old U.S. of A. and by the millions. I want to hear about green houses, green cars, green factories, green makeup, green jobs, and a greening, self-sustaining world that we'd all love to see. I want to hear about every person who enters the job market going out, says the same ding-dong thing. Gee, I don't know which one of these jobs I want. And say, why don't you CEOs take a number, for Christ's sakes? I mean, I want to hear the good news go on every friggin' day. I want to hear about how millions are giving up smoking, taking up Pilates, volunteering for charity work, that everyone has two chickens in every pot, a good, well-built American car in every garage. And by that, I mean one that gets 500 miles per fuel up, takes a 50-mile head-on crash with no injury or damage to its passengers, as long as you... has lasts as long as you want to keep it and gets free tune-ups, brake jobs, and tires as long as you own it. I want to hear about scenic passenger trains making a comeback that scientists are being listened to. Hello? That we have replaced oil, nuclear power, and natural gas, found a way to prevent alcoholism and using the cures for cancer that we already have. I want to hear day after day of good news so that by the time the fourth day dawns, I'll have some idea of what life is like in a world that makes sense so that I'll be looking forward to the next day so that I'll be glad to wake up donate to good causes of which there'll be thousands and every one of them will doing very well thank you very much I want all the guns in the world to be turned in broken up and melted down to make anything else. I want to hear that every soldier, intel wonk, officer, commando, or insurgent has renounced violence and are getting busy building shelters, planting trees, cleaning beaches, and kissing babies, handing out bread, bringing in water, giving emergency care to the destitute. I want to hear them all get busy fixing every leaky toilet, broken window, or noisy refrigerator in the known universe. I want to hear about bankers making microloans and giving grants, that defense departments have been shut down, that research and development funding is going to making better computers, cars, planes, trains, tractors, shoes, lights, batteries, houses, cities, colleges, basketball, and food courts. I want to hear about a better understanding between religion
religions, races, politicians, historical enemies. I want to hear about borders being erased, hatreds evaporating, ignorance giving way, reason running rampant, and that every form of love everywhere is accepted by anyone, anywhere. By God, I want a week of such good news as people have never, ever, ever, ever had. So when I go outside and get my cup of fair trade, organic, sustainably grown coffee, and an organic everything bagel with wild-caught salmon schmear, everyone will be walking around more than a bit dazed, more than a bit confused, but each and every one will be happy, happy, happy. I say, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. I want a year and yearn for such good news. I want a week of good news, a flood, an ocean, a sky full of wonders, so that every memory of the time, this horrific, festering hole of a time, this stupid Jack, universally acclaimed, god-awful world of unholy, rank, festering, pustulant, oozing scab sores is gone. I say I want a week of good news, my friends. A week of good news. Such good news that glory unbounded. I say I know, I know. I just want, and you just want, and we all just want to hear. Thank you. Let's hear it. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And I love you, bro. Take us out. Hey, hey, Roland, thanks a lot for hanging in. I know it's been a long day behind. I was at the doctor's office, but I'm back in the last minute. And who should be here to take us out? How good, how cool. I'm looking at it right now. Hey, folks, let's hear it for Trio Cambio. Trio Cambio! Take it away, you guys. Rainbow Gate, and I'll be on my way to the. Yeah. So they just can take us out because it's always uh, it's time for Paul here too. So let's just take a moment to ground in, put your feet on the floor, take a deep breath in.
Be a trio cambio. Or so, does that protect, resemble the people that it protects? Sure. That it is in protection for liberty and justice and equality. That we imagine this world coming into being and manifesting right now. Right here. 
right now. This be a trio combio, folks. As here, here you go. We time for one more. So good to have you here. A house band in the house.
going to hurt people's parking. I'm trying to find that rainbow bridge somewhere, man. Hey, no, it's got to be in the Green Mountains, but I think we're making it. Lots of learn, learn to love. Yes. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, 
blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky, well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com. 
www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Meet New Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Monday. Welcome to the happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm, the happiest of happy hours every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. where your favorite comedians come and do jokes for you and you're happy about it. Uh, we have a really great lineup tonight with almost all dudes. It is a sausage fest in here tonight. We have two ladies on the entire bill of 23 comedians, which is um, frightening and sad and, and uh, 